When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Filling out brackets with ESPN is free and easy. The ESPN Tournament Challenge is presented by WebEx. We're closing in on 4 million brackets, so go to the app and join the KJM group to play along with us. Look, we're going to get to Kyrie's 60-point performance in 30 minutes. But after a lengthy negotiation involving swaps of segments... Uh, Etc. <laughs> we have come to terms with Mike Tannenbaum, and here he is. So um, I changed my mind. Yeah. I'm going to go to WFAS. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, I'm ready hey, to this segment. Yes, well, we said if we got any FCC guys, hey, we would avoid his contract. Get him contract, out of the studio. So. Get him out of hey, here. Yo. All right, security. Back, back. All right, there you go. No, by the with way, open arms, brother. You're hey, welcome. By, we've no. been talking about that in all serious guys. Like, would it shock anybody if Randy Gregory was a cowboy? Because under the rules, until 4 o'clock, all he could do is sign with the Dallas Cowboys mm. because at 4 o'clock is when free agency begins. So Jerry Jones could go show up and say, hey, we're going to take you back. I love that. Show up with a contract, say, here's $26 million. You want to guarantee it right now or you want to take chances in the next 48 hours if something terrible happens? Mm. All right, look, Mike said on Monday that pressure was on Aaron Rodgers to take less money to build around him because, you know, to build a team around him. Because Brady came out of retirement. Brady's getting like 25 a year. Uh, Raj, you want twice that? What are you going to do? You, so, all right. Show us who you want to cut, that type of stuff. Is that what this deal is for Rodgers? Did he, did he give them a more team-friendly deal than he otherwise would have, do you think, Mike? Yeah, guys. So, uh, breaking down the contract, initially this year, they do save $18 million, which presumably is, allows them to tag Devontae Adams. They signed Devondre Campbell. Um get Preston Smith done, but it is still $50 million a year. So if he plays next year, guys, it's like 59 and change. So if there's an arms race between the Buccaneers and the Packers and one guy's making $25 million a year and one guy's making 50, the team that has the $25 million quarterback has an advantage. Now, they did put a Band-Aid on it this year to lower the cap number, but they're not going to keep as many players as Tampa Bay can. And, and, and that's true, but when you think about it, if this is a three-year, $150 million fully guaranteed deal. The cap number is around, he'll make in salary around $59 million in year two of the deal. You mentioned, Mike, yeah, they're going to save $18 million in cap space this year to be able to, you know, bring guys to the roster. Next year, they could restructure that deal again. He still could pick up the $59 million of guaranteed money, and they could push the can down the road because there's all these pressure points and deals. That, and you know this, Mike. It's not a signing bonus. It is a, a roster bonus uh, as he reports on the, the first day of the league year. All of those sort of things gives them the flexibility and the protections that they need in the future to move forward. Now, the question would be, does Aaron Rodgers deserve $150 million? Yes, he does. Because remember, it's just not about his performance on the field. It's also about who he is on the team, the eyeballs to the team. What will the team gross revenue be because Aaron Rodgers is a part of the organization? You pay for all of those sort of things 
with a guy like this. You're not just paying for W's. But, but Key, here's what I would say to you is I can make an argument that he's worth $60 million, $70 million. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is, hey, Aaron, come on in. Like, if you want to make $70 million a year, Devontae Adams is graduating and we're going to – your starting receiver is a third-round pick. That corner that we like, Rasul Douglas, he's being replaced by a fifth-round pick. So it's a blank check. You're going to be here. You're an all-time great. We screwed up. We traded up for Jordan Love. We were wrong. So as a front office guy, I'm just playing point guard. I'm just saying, hey, take as much of this pie as you want, but it's going to diminish your chance to win a championship. But, did it, did, but, what, but it, did, it didn't diminish at all, Mike, because he gave them cap relief. They got $18 million. You know, $18 million goes a long ways in the league. I understand that, and especially when you're talking about proratable dollars over five years. That's another $90 million they could spend. But more, if this is going into more than a one-year discussion and Devontae Adams is going to want a long-term deal, it's going to impact the roster at some point. Yeah, for, but, the, for, but the new money, though, Mike, right? New television money pushes things up from a standpoint of next year – the TV money kicks in. The year after, the TV money kicks in. What about that so the point, salary Mike? Cap what, about, raises. what about the fact that the rev, that the, the uh, is the point that even as the salary cap rises, the bottom line is you're competing against a team whose quarterback is as good as yours and who's taking half the money, right? Like so, there limit. There's finite resources. True. I'm curious though, Mike. Like from your what, understanding the value of Aaron Rodgers, what, what would be a favorable deal in order to construct the right team that you would put in place? If you had the opportunity. If I own the Packers, well, if I was the president of the Packers, they don't have an owner, I would say, hey, let, let's come in with a number, plus or minus, call it 40. We think you're worth 60. Let's go work together and find another $20 million in the marketplace as spokesman for the two or three biggest corporations in the state of Wisconsin because you're more popular and candidly more important than the governor of Wisconsin. Uh, you're the most important person in the state, and we're going to figure out ways we could get you more dollars, but – at $40 million, we could go beat Tampa Bay because we're going to have a better team, not just at the quarterback position, Aaron, but at all these other places. And, Key, I understand what you're saying about lowering the cap number for this year, but I'm just telling you, like, with Devontae Adams, he's not going to take $1 less than DeAndre Hopkins, who's at $27 million. It's going to start impacting other places. The Dallas Cowboys, meantime, announced on the team's social media accounts Tuesday morning that Randy Gregory had agreed to a deal to return to the team. We were talking about this yesterday on This Just In, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN, Mike and I. But multiple Broncos sources later confirmed that he is instead joining the Denver Broncos. The deal is the same in basic construction. Five years, $70 million, 28 in guarantees, largely in the first two years. But the Cowboys apparently tried to include language that would forfeit guaranteed money if uh, – what he has a, gets a fine? Like that seems pretty nuts. Uh, Operative uh, word fine. A correct? source told ESPN's Ed Werder that the salary forfeiture language the Cowboys include in players' contracts that led Gregory to back out of his agreement is standard for them, but not commonly used by other teams. Here's Bart Scott's reaction on Barton High. Listen to this. And let me tell you, so Randy wow. Gregory has been suspended three times. And this team has stood by him every time he came back. They, they kept him on the team. Didn't get rid of him for the drug uh, cases two times in his career, early in his career. He's been sp- suspended for over a year. He's going to leave for the same exact money. Oh, Dak Prescott, these chicks ain't loyal. Woo-hoo. That's so disrespectful. Take that, Jerry. Smack five fingers to the face. Mike. Mike, Bart. 
I, I was, <laughs> I, look, I would say this. If that language is consistent with everything else they've done, that's a reasonable place to be. What I would say is, like, look, Randy, we did stand by you shoulder to shoulder through thick and thin. We're going to continue to do that. And if we want to treat you consistent with everybody else on the team, I don't think that's an unreasonable place to be. And if that was something that came up during the negotiations and the agent knew that, what we don't know in fairness is when was that brought in? Was that brought in during the discussion? Was that brought in afterwards? Can I say something key? I don't believe. I don't believe the like. I, I believe the reporting is good reporting. I don't believe the Dallas Cowboys that that's in most of their deals, even let alone all of them. Because essentially, well, a and, fine voiding a guarantee means you're con- a fine. Your contract's not guaranteed. At yeah, that point. I, I, I think I think the agent mentioned that Dak Prescott. It's not in Dak Prescott's deal. So Mike, that's not consistent. You know how that goes. Yep. You, if it's not in one person's deal, it's not consistent. Correct. With and what does fine mean? I, no, like key, Mike, I, yeah. A hundred percent. I'm sorry I cut you off. I was just going to say, the key, like, not all fines are the same. Like, if you get fined for being late for a meeting, that's different than being fined for, you know, obviously failing a drug test. Yeah, yeah but what, what, I wonder what. a marijuana test. Cannabis. Right, like a, a fine for a, a fine, We're still dude. Doing that. Like, uh, uh, it didn't rise to the level of suspension, whatever you did, but it, but it rose to the level of a fine, and that voids your guarantee. That means if the Cowboys are telling the truth about that, and I, I think they're lying, if they're telling the truth, then they don't guarantee contracts. That is not a guarantee. A fine voiding a contract means you, you don't give guaranteed it, contracts. It, if Mike, you've been an agent before, and you've covered both sides. You've been on the negotiating side as an agent, but also the negotiating side as a front office general manager. You know what all contracts look like. You can download them from the NFLPA. They will certainly tell you what the contracts look like in the Dallas Cowboys. You can get all the contracts with all the language. So if Gregory's agent is truly doing his job, he should have known before and after if the Cowboys are consistent with what they're saying. Yeah, Key, that's a great point. Absolutely. And I also, just to add to that, which is, it's also the timing of it, which is, as an agent, you have a responsibility to your client to say, hey, here's, here it is, whatever, $28 million in guarantee. And just so we know, Randy, just like all the other Cowboys, if you violate, again, not all fines are the same, but if you violate the collective bargaining agreement and you're in the drug program, it will void your fine. So, like, here is their offer. Are we good with it? And, like, that to me is the time that when the agent goes back to the Cowboys and says, we're good on all material terms, this is clearly a material term. So that's why, to me, the timing is so consequential. I would have a, tr- I would have a real problem with it if they shook on the deal and then Denver's like, oh, well, we wouldn't have that in there, and then they change their mind. But we're not in the room. We don't know exactly the timing of it. Um, and I would say this key, like, if every Cowboy had it except for Dak, I think Dallas has a leg to stand on, but – we would have to actually go look at all their contracts. Bonus Mike T segment cost us a six our, our sixth rounder next uh, next. Uh, I would have kept a sixth rounder. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> next ratings period. This is Keyshawn J Will and Max by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. We go back to the other team in Texas, and if they'll send Deshaun Watson home, that's next on ESPN Radio and ESPN Two. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst, former Falcons wide receiver, sat in for Key just yesterday on Keyshawn, J. Willemax, is with us now. What's going on, Harry? How y'all doing this morning, fellas? What up, HD? What's happening? What's cracking? Yeah. You were on Not the Falcons. much. You were on the Falcons, of course, Harry, when Deshaun Watson was a ball boy with the team. What could you tell us about that and his relationship with the organization and it, what you remember about him? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I think he started when he was at the age of 14, 2011, 2012, 13, and 14. And... He was at the Boys and Girls Club um, in Gainesville, Georgia. That's in Hall County. And the Falcons would choose a few guys to come in and, and help with the equipment staff. And Deshaun Watson, in particular, he got paired with the wide receivers because, you know, Terry Rabisky, he was our wide receiver coach. And uh, Deshaun, he, hey, come on over there so you can throw to the receivers. And he actually did a great job at a young age, man. So we just embraced him. Uh, made him feel like he was at home, and he, he did a hell of a job. But we've seen the potential at a very, very young age in Deshaun Watson uh, to the start that he's become today. Harry, how about all the people that would, that would use the potential problem of Atlanta being somewhat of a, a, a party town, that that can be an environment not conducive for a guy like Deshaun Watson to be successful because of all the distractions considering what he came off of the past year? I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, I, I, I don't really see that being an issue for guys that's actually from the state that they're in. I grew up here in Atlanta, and I, and I played here for seven years, and it was never an issue. I don't think it would be an issue for Deshaun as well. you got to remember, he played in Houston. It's not like Houston. You heard Drake, Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Houston is a, is a town that's a party town as well. So but, I don't think Harry, he's going to have he that issue here in Atlanta. Harry, he yeah, did, but he's got yeah. 22 open civil cases against him. Yeah, I think, though, when you start talking about... I know, Max, but that's not, that's not going out partying in the city, though, Max. That's, that's, that's different. Yeah, and, and, and real quick, though, 
guys, we had these same conversations 10, 15 years ago about teams going to Las Vegas and playing in Las Vegas when they wanted to have an NFL team based on the distractions and gambling and things of that nature. And as I've always said, they got entertainment in every single city in America. They have gambling in every city in America as of now. So it's kind of like it's the same thing. You go if you're gonna get into what you're gonna get into, I don't give a damn where you at. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta true. remember, guys, when you make when you when you making when you making that kind of money, you can fly you can fly out whatever you want to fly out and, and and have what you want to have. So not necessarily. I think the only two cities I, I would put a question mark on is Green Bay and Cleveland. Why? Why Cleveland? Just because. Uh, I don't think Cleveland's a town that's big on, on partying, and I think it's more so settled down with your family, get things, get the ball rolling in those regards, as well as Green Bay. Maybe throwing Indianapolis in there, too. So, Harry Douglas, ESPN football analyst and former Falcons wide receiver. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's, let's do this. If, if the Falcons get Watson, it means they move on from Matt Ryan, right? What would the market for yeah. Matt Ryan be? One of the one of my favorite games to play on the show, better, worse, or the same. Let's go through a bunch of teams and see if they'd be better, worse, or the same with Matt Ryan. Let's start, guys. Better, worse, or the same with Matt Ryan as the quarterback. Philadelphia Eagles, Harry Douglas. Oh, this is a tricky one because of the run game and the way they like to use the run game with the quarterback position. So I'm going to say a slight bit better. See, I, I look at it, I, I, for the most part, I think it'll be the same. I, I like Matty Ice. I love, in fact, I love Matty Ice. I, don't, I just don't think where Philadelphia is at based on their youth that they're going to be a better football team. I think they'll be the same. I actually think they might be slightly worse. I think the upside for – for their quarterback is so different in Philadelphia right now for what they have because of the RPO style in which they play. Yeah, I agree based on what they have right now. I'd say maybe a, a tad worse, but then if you get Matt Ryan, you're going to make some changes. You probably Over time, yeah. you probably get a little better in the short run. Um, better or worse is the same with Matt Ryan, Harry Douglas, the Indianapolis Colts. I actually have uh, the Colts as a place that Matt Ryan can go. Uh, they need a quarterback right now. It seems like they're the team that's been left out. But if they're looking for a guy, and, and if the Atlanta Falcons trade for Deshaun Watson, uh, Matt Ryan is a guy that can actually go there and, and with the Colts and, and make some noise. Listen, one thing about Matt Ryan, man, he's accurate, and if he's protected, he can do some damage and carve you up. Better, no question about it. This will be the best quarterback the Indianapolis Colts have gotten since Andrew Luck retired. Better than Phillip Rivers, better than Wentz, better than all them other dudes. Bursette, you name I agree. It. Yeah, that's easily better. Just because I think about Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor. Oh, my goodness. How are you defending that? Not only is it better, I would say it's almost like not even a poor man, a middle-class man's version of what the Rams just did with Matt Stafford. Like, it's, it's a missing ingredient type piece that would allow them to go on a real playoff run. Better, worse, or the same with Matt Ryan, Cleveland Browns, Harry Douglas. Oh, I think better. I just don't. I, I just don't believe in Baker Mayfield. I uh, said yesterday on the show, since he's coming to the league, he's through fifty-six interceptions since two thousand eighteen. That's the most by any quarterback. You put Matt Ryan in that system, and then you pair him back up with Austin Hooper, who he played with already here in Atlanta, and he has the offensive line. Amari Cooper now. Uh, I think Higgins is still there, so I think there would be a lot better. 
Oh, better, for sure. That puts them in the top class in the AFC as far as I'm concerned. You have a veteran who knows how to play football, Austin Hooper at the tight end position, Amari Cooper, as Harry Douglas mentioned, the two backfield mates at Kareem Hunt and Chubb. I, I just I, I like this move, a Deshaun Watson move. If the Cleveland Browns want to head and get into the mix in the AFC, they better get one of those two dudes, not Baker Mayfield. I mean, Matt Ryan brings a consistent deep threat. A consistent with accuracy, deep threat, combined with their running game, that's easily better. Better, just like the Colts. Now they can maybe go on a real yes. playoff run. Better, worse, or the same with Matt Ryan, the Dolphins, Harry Douglas. I'm going to go better, too, because I don't believe in Tua Tagovailoa. Um, I think when you look at Matt Ryan, one of the things that Tua struggled with early on in his career is throwing with timing, anticipation. That is the strength of Matt Ryan, getting the ball out on time. And, Key, you notice when you have a quarterback who can release the football before you even break, that's gold in our minds. Certainly better. It's not even a question. They come over and they run some of the same principles that the San Francisco 49ers ran with McDaniel. You look at what they like to do in the run game. Those receivers can finally hit their potential with a quarterback like this, and you have an opportunity in a tough AFC East minus the New York Jets to make some noise. I kind of feel like better, but it's kind of the same to me because I still have faith in Tua. And I, I personally wouldn't sacrifice the youth and the upside of Tua right now for the age and the cap hit of Ryan. Neither would I, but right now I would say better, and I feel like you do about Tua. This is my favorite thing about this game is it tells you what you really think of dudes. So this is clarifying for me right now. I think a lot of Matt Ryan, in fact. I think they get better, at least in the short run. Better, worse, or the same, the Seattle Seahawks, Harry Douglas. <laughs> Max, I said this yesterday. Have you not seen Drew Locke play? I've seen a lot of his film. They are way better. I've seen the receivers in Denver when Drew Locke was playing frustrated by bad body language because he's making the wrong reads, throwing the ball everywhere else but where he's supposed to throw it. So I think they'd be better, especially losing Russell Wilson. Much better. DK Metcalf can stay put, don't have to worry about a trade. He can get his big money next year. Uh, lock it at the receiver position. No Russell Wilson. Like Harry Douglas said, man, if you watch Drew Lock, that that was just a throw-in. They need somebody in OTAs and mini camps to throw the football around until they land their quarterback. Easy. Let's not even waste time. Better. Better. And by yeah. the way, we're talking about some quarterback needy teams, right? Yes. So Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. It's more interesting to me when you compare him to guys <laughs> like um, – Tua, who I think has upside, I think he's doing better than a lot of people think he is. Or Baker, who I think is also a pretty good quarterback, but not as good as Matt Ryan. But that brings us to the Steelers, who have Mitch Trubisky, who, and, you know, it's not a bad move. Better, worse, the same. The Steelers with Matt Ryan, Harry Douglas. I think they'll be way better, especially with the arsenal that they have in the running back position. You look at Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Frowmelt, the tight end. They have all the pieces. The only thing is offensive line. And with Matt Ryan, you think about the mobility, how he's not able to escape the pocket if the pocket breaks down, um, like a Mitchell Trubisky. But I actually think they are better with Matt Ryan at quarterback. I think, I think for me it's the same. I think with Mitch Trubisky getting an opportunity to become – think about it. To become a starter in the National Football League – after a year off as a starter and being a backup in Buffalo, but high such high praise of the way he handled the situation in Buffalo that so many teams wanted him that he chose Pittsburgh, I think it's the same. I, I love Matt Ryan to death, but based on Pittsburgh's makeup and where they're at and where they're trying to go, I think it's the same. I, I don't personally care whatever kind of 
the remarks people had about Mitchell Trubisky for one year, I will never put him in the same category as Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan would make the Pittsburgh Steelers say it again, right Jay. Say it See, again. I would. I, I'm. I'm with Keith's basic sentiment. But I agree with you guys. I would say better for the reason I disagree with you about Tua, but it was the same sentiment. Mitchell Trubisky maybe going forward. Let's see what happens. But right now, Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. When, yeah, see, when last seen on the football field, I think you he gotta, would have been better. you got to remember, though, Max and Jay and, and Harry, it's important to protect Matt Ryan. Mitch Trubisky yeah, can get out of harm's line. way. He can get out of harm's way in Pittsburgh with that offensive line now. So That's it gives point. them exactly what they're looking for right now. That's a great point. He did he two twice he took the Bears to the playoffs behind one an atrocious offensive line because and an of incredible his, he defense. Jay, no doubt. But incredible Pittsburgh, he, but he Pittsburgh got again, a defense Jay, too. Jay, Jay. Here he go again, Jay, with this nonsense. Harry, you know, <laughs> you know building cases and omitting other yeah. facts, you know? Again. Attorney, sports <laughs> attorney at law. All right, better or worse are the same with Matt Ryan, the New York football giants. Harry. Who? Um, I'm going to say the same with the simple fact that the way that Brian Dable wants to use his quarterback and use the quarterback run and his athleticism – so that's why I'm going to say the same. Um, if it was any other system, I would say better. But the fact that I know he wants the quarterback to be on the move, I know he wants to use the quarterback run, I'm going to say the same. Yeah, I, I think it's slightly better because if you are a hell of a coach, an offensive play caller, and the design of the, of the plays, you could design your offense as such that you can eliminate the quarterback run. You could totally eliminate that in many different ways. So I'm going to say slightly better because they do have some pieces in place on the offensive side of the ball. I just think they're better places for Matthew to go than the New York Giants. I'm shockingly going to say I think it would be slightly key, worse. I, oh. <laughs> just because have you seen the Giants O-line? <laughs> what, what, what do we expect Matt Ryan to do, a guy who can't really move <laughs> out of the pocket with that O-line? I'm going to say better, clearly better for the number one reason – Daniel Jones has yet to figure out how to take care of the football. He's and done it, a better it, job, if though. But if you're turnovers. turning the ball over a lot, you're going to lose games. He, he should be a much better quarterback. He's got to fix that. Not like get better at it. He's got to fix it. And I don't think he's done that yet. All right, there it is. Better, worse, or the same. Helps clarify the issue. Not only with Matt Ryan, but what, what we think about Mitch Trubisky and, and Baker Mayfield Baker and Mayf- Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and- man. I like Thank you, game. Harry Douglas, as always. Nah, no problem, fellas. All right, HD, high definition. Crystal clear. All right, from the biggest story in the NFL to the biggest performance in sports. No, he's bad, all right. Kyrie goes for 60, 41 in the first half. Well, why didn't he go for 82? Because they took him out with a million minutes left in the game, eight-plus minutes left in the game. Crazy thing is, he hadn't even really gotten too fancy with it in that game. He was doing like regular stuff by Kyrie standards. I mean, Kobe had 58 with seven minutes in the 81 point game. So this dude, Kyrie, had 60 with eight minutes left. And I can't say he hadn't gotten hot yet. He just hadn't really gotten <laughs> fancy yet. This month has been March Madness in the NBA. Good work out of Evan. The seven fifty-point games are tied with March 2019 for the most in a single calendar month over the last 50 years. So what's been the most impressive performance, guys? 
LeBron 56 against the Warriors. That's March 5. March 6. Tatum 54 against the Nets. Do you even remember that anymore? Like Tatum went off. Kyrie dropped 50 against the Hornets. March 8. Damn, Kyrie, get your game up. Only 50? <laughs> LeBron 50 versus the Wizards. March 11. KD 53 versus the Knicks. March 13. Cat. Was that yesterday? Yeah, two days ago? Two yeah, days ago. Two days ago. Cat went for 60 against the Spurs. Killing it from downtown as a 6'11", what do you want to call him, a center? Did win the three-point contest this year at the All-Star uh, game. Kyrie, 60 versus the Magic with eight-plus minutes to go when he came out of the game. Jay, most impressive performance. I would probably go with Jason Tatum just because uh, the likes of that going against KD and Kyrie. Kyrie coming back to Boston, that game at TD Garden. And I kind of feel like that puts Jason Tatum on the map again, going head-to-head against KD. I, I, you can't go wrong with Kyrie in both of his games, given the fact that he has limited time with his team. It's not like he's playing every night, every other night. It, it, it's He's getting nights off, and he hasn't played basketball you know, prior to recently for a very long time. Given everything, you can't go wrong with him. But what I would say is when you LeBron James and you 37, 38 years old and you dropping 50 buckets on people in a, within a couple days a rest point. and carrying the situation, when you got to put up 56 at 37 years old and you're doing that and you got to come back a couple days later and drop 50 on somebody's head, it's LeBron James for me. You both make great points to me, great points. I'm going to be a prisoner of the moment. As I said yesterday, Bob Gibson, great Cardinals pitcher, when asked the greatest catch he ever saw anyone make, he said the greatest catch is like the prettiest girl. Last one you saw is the greatest you've ever seen, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I can't get out of my head what I just saw last night. And I'll tell you why, guys. Kyrie right now is operating with such mastery. Like, earlier in his career, and I know his teammates weren't the same, but a lot of times I thought the team doesn't function as well with Kyrie on the floor sometimes. And... Kyrie's mastery, not only of the skill, but when to deploy the skill, the wisdom combined with the mastery of the skill level. Evan Fournier, Kyrie really, Kyrie really the most skilled player ever. Not sure it's even a debate. I, I agree. He, I, I've been saying this for years. I think skills, forget about talent for a second. He has talent. Skills-wise, the layup package, finishing you know in the paint, the outside shooting, the mid-range, the post-game. He's like... Kobe Bryant meets someone else. I'm not sure who that someone else is because he can also shoot it so well. You didn't even mention footwork. Footwork? That, that's what I'm thinking. Tell me, tell me what guard has better footwork than Kyrie Irving. Have you seen his ability to master to get out of double teams or when double teams come from the weak side? Or People talk about the handle, but the footwork in order to get himself back on balance is beyond reason. And also, the, you know what it is? The precision like, I see Steph make moves with his handle, and Steph kind of has the guts to be like, my handle's good enough to try this, right? And he kind of guesses, yeah, I'm just good. Kyrie, there's, it feels like to me, there's, I'm just talking about my experience watching as a fan, Jay, there's no guesswork. He is putting the ball exactly where he wants. And also, I mean, it, this is probably really inside basketball for people, but you know, one of the hardest things to do in the sport is to always stay on balance, Right? Like people will knock you off balance all the time. Shots you see people fall down. Like if you're watching, man, like he's always on balance, regardless of whatever crazy dribble move, whatever shot if he's fading away. Like he always lands on two. It's uh, 
it's something different. And last night, look, I, I get it because in basketball terms, you know, they're up by 30, great, like take them out. But if I were Steve Nash, like, I'm going to let him go for 80, 90. Go. Right. Attack. Never turn that switch off. Jeez. Keep it on. I don't care if you're tired or not. Like, you're this is about Jake. you're going to be off the next two games. Go attack. Like, and this is professional sports. I don't need to hear about sportsmanship. Oh, you don't want to. No, you want to beat this team by 50? Beat them by 50. You want to score 90? Wow. Score 90. He came. Wow. I'm never he, asking you to turn off that assassination type mentality. He never, to me, it was, to me, it was like coming off a couple screens early, hitting threes. It was going it was in. Then wide he took it, open. Wi- yeah, wide open. Then it was like he pulled up at one point from five, six feet behind the arc from the top and hit the three. That was the first time I thought, oh, that's a heat check. That's not just an easy shot for him. That's a heat check. And it went in. No matter what he did, it was going in. He did the layups, but they weren't fancy Kyrie layups by his standards. They were regular Kyrie. Then he started hitting the mid-range as the game went on. He took a couple shots in double and triple teams that went in, but, like, it was a master class. It was ridiculous. The Nets are back in action tonight as the NBA is on ESPN radio. By the way, that's the first time that anyone's gone back-to-back 50-point games. Teammates. since Teammates since Wilt did it with Wilt in 1962. <laughs> Yeah, back-to-backs. Of course, the environment for scoring back then was very good, as it is today. Tune in tonight as the Nets host the Mavs, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Brady's back, and his dad says, we're the reason why. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Teddy Bruschi, ESPN NFL analyst. Played with a fellow goes by the name Tom Brady once upon a time, won some championships. With us now, KJM is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Teddy, good morning. Your uh, former Thomas. teammate, Tom Brady, decided to return to the Bucks after a 40-day <laughs> retirement. And then his dad said this on Greeny yesterday on ESPN Radio. Teddy, listen to this. 
it's painful at the end of the year putting six months in and and uh, all of the heartbreak and all of the joy, but it's hard. It's emotionally wrenching, and lo and behold, you, it's like your car is out of gas, and then somebody asks you a question, and then everybody's telling you, telling everybody that they know what was, they were doing. I mean, they were announcing his retirement before he even retired, and the media made the news. Mm-hmm. He he was not ready to make any decision, and, and didn't make any decision. But Schefter and Darlington. Uh, stated it as fact, and, you know, he hadn't made any decision on that. So, lo and behold, uh, after he had time to reflect with his family and, you know, what gives him the greatest joy in his life, and they all agreed that this is the path forward that that works best for for the Brady family. So... Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington made the decision for Tom Brady, just went along with it. What, what's the, your reaction to that, Teddy? <laughs> Man, Schefter, <laughs> I guess Schefter and Darlington are pretty powerful, huh? <laughs> um, but I'd have, I'd have to say no. I mean, I, I, I know Tom Sr. and Mr. Brady, and he's a great guy, but this is, this is his son, okay? From a teammate perspective and having known him for a little while, I just, I just know him to do... Everything's calculated. Let me put it that way. Everything is calculated. There's a thought process. He will not let anyone's opinion, report, speculation, or anything control what he does. And I thought he was done, actually. I mean, I, 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 I mean, the Instagram posts, the conversations, and all of that stuff, it's like, you know, I thought that was it. Um, so I, I did agree with Schefter and Darlington, but this guy, I think, just had some plans. He had some plans for things to happen in the offseason because nothing he really does um, is just by by whim. I mean, there's always plans with this guy that's this calculated. So some things just didn't work out possibly. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, what do I have? And, you know, him coming back. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. I don't, I don't really understand the whole process, but I thought he was done because he just makes decisions that way. So this is very unexpected to me. Mm. Yeah, it could it could be that maybe Tom realized Teddy that the NFC uh, the NFC conference is a little easier to get through now than it was let's say a year or two ago, even when he won the Super Bowl. Now it's much easier based on the makeup of the conference, the division that he's in. You think about the division he's in. Carolina, they're searching for answers at quarterback. New Orleans searching for answers at quarterback. Atlanta searching for answers at everything. And now you just can roll through that division. Look at the division where Green Bay's at, Chicago, Detroit. I mean, those teams aren't good. Minnesota. So you start to look at it, and you're like, oh, this is an easier path for me to get back to a Super Bowl, an 11th Super Bowl again. Yeah, and also – I mean, I mean, it could get more competitive depending on where Deshaun Watson decides to go. I mean, some of those NFC South teams are in the running for Deshaun Watson. But you think about how how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished their season, you know, and so they finished their season like on a defensive bust. You know, it, it's just hard to watch that if you're an offensive player and you're a quarterback that 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 know that how. Everything you do is like planned and calculated and everything is like this is the way it should be. Everything should go the way according to plan. And all of a sudden you've got a miscommunication that cost you your season. So these are the type of things that Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to fix. I mean, Brady and Arians 
everybody thought that this was, I mean, this was an, an interesting pairing because of, you know, how loose B.A. can be and how what Brady was used to coming from New England. So a lot, some of that is come, came, came out on the field. And the, the quintessential example for me was that last play when Ndamukong and Sue was coming right down the pipe out of Matthew Stafford, but somehow, some way, Cooper Cup gets behind him, behind a defense that wasn't communicating properly on that play. And so I'm sure that sort of rubbed Tom Brady the wrong way. Teddy, so Brady is back with the Bucks. After all this, Brady and Rodgers didn't go anywhere, right? <laughs> Who's the favorite in the NFC now between the Packers, Bucks, or Rams, or whomever? I still like the Green Bay Packers. I think they'll be right up there to get the number one seed. Fellas, what happens in the playoffs is what happens in the playoffs. Key knows that. I mean, there can be one play and all of a sudden your season's over. But getting that number one seed, I think it's Green Bay. I love the Devondre Campbell signing, the linebacker that came back there. I mean, I thought he was a piece to the puzzle last year that just put it all together. Um, so I, I would say definitely, even with the Brady return in Tampa Bay, they got some things going on there that I think the Green Bay Packers are still the favorite. Teddy, when you look at Deshaun Watson, what's the best landing spot for him within the NFC conference, so to speak? If New Orleans somehow gets him, are they in the real mix in the NFC? Because I don't think Carolina or some of those other teams are – really be in the mix yeah I think New Orleans would be the most competitive with him I mean I'm, I'm curious as to what type of suspension the, the league still may levy uh, on a player like that is it six games like the Zeke Elliott like the Ben Roethlisberger type of thing uh, where he still has to miss six games uh, I think the New Orleans defense is a great defense. I mean, they allowed 19.7 points per game. I mean, that you pair him with that would be good. They've also got some strong veteran players on the defensive side that can that could handle a lot of, I mean, the distraction that may become with become with Watson coming to New Orleans. So I like New Orleans. Teddy, we see the helmet in the background on ESPN two. Will the Arizona Wildcats cut down the nets in three weeks? We have uh, 20 seconds. <laughs> I filled out my bracket. <laughs> I know a lot of people are filling out their brackets. Yeah, let's get that Pac-12 rep in there. I got the Wildcats going all the way. You know that, Max. Teddy Bruski, ladies and gentlemen, someone who knows about going all the way. Thanks, Teddy. 60-point night. But could it have been more? Next on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 8. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.